welcome all of you to the show. This is Wellness Talk, and I am George Batista, your host and your wellness advocate. Wellness Talk is the show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition, and supplements. We take the mystery out of supplements. We take the mystery out of health, give you some tips and tricks every week. So hopefully you can live a longer and happy life. Glad you guys could be with me this week. Make sure you go to georgebatista.com. That's where all the articles that we go over are housed. And uh, make sure you're you know, not only reading those articles, but make sure you're sharing them, okay? Sharing them with your friends and family, because I think they are um, they're very helpful. And I think they, you know, if you find someone that it may be helpful for, if it's not helpful for you, maybe helpful for somebody else, okay? So that's another way you support this show is by sharing the information because we're trying to empower as many people as possible. So you can support the show that way, or you can support the show through Patreon, or you can just listen to the show every single day. However it is, I appreciate you. And I thank you so much for helping us to grow. All right. So this week, we're going to uh, talk about a subject that uh, I haven't really gone over on the show previously. I mean, we've kind of glanced over it a little bit, but we really haven't gone in depth into it. And it's the subject of hair loss. So we're going to talk, uh, you know, we're going to talk to, um, we're going to talk about <clears throat> why people lose their hair. What is the issues? Okay. Uh, whether it's medications or illnesses or whatever the case may be, or is it just simply aging? And is there anything we can do about it? Is there anything, is there anything we can change about it? Right. Is it, is it a genetic problem? All these things, right. These are all questions that we have. So we're going to talk about this. Okay. So um, first thing we're going to do from Harvard Medical School, we're going to talk about the anatomy and physiology of hair and how it grows. Then we're going to talk about the issues, right? What are the common issues that lead to hair loss? Then from Jillian Levy, we're going to talk about DHT, dehydrotestosterone. And dehydrotestosterone is one of those things that it's been implicated in, in the enlargement of prostate gland for men, but new science is showing that it's actually also one of the causes of hair loss. So we're going to talk about what it is, how it works, and can we inhibit this? Very important, right? I think you'll find this of interest. Then we're going to, uh, from, from wellness resources, we're going to talk about stress and hair loss. How can we deal with stress and also hair loss at the same time? And how can we help ourselves nutritionally where we can kind of lessen the risk of us losing our hair and at the same time dealing with stress because sometimes they go hand in hand, right? So we'll talk about that. And then finally, uh, our wellness resources nutrient spotlight of the week is Strengthener Plus. And this is their premier hair, skin, and nails formula. So we're going to talk about what's in it, how it can help to strengthen your hair, skin, and nails, and why you should be taking it if you need to do so. So uh, that's what we got on tap for this week. Let's get started. All right. So from Harvard Medical School, the, the anatomy and the physiology of hair. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about hair. Um, each hair develops from a follicle. Okay. We've heard of follicles, right? It's a narrow pocket in the skin that goes through three growth phases. So we're going to talk about those phases. The first one is the antigen phase, okay? And this is the active growth phase. This lasts about two to seven years, okay? Then we have the catagen phase, and this is the transition phase. This lasts about two weeks, and during this phase, the hair shaft moves up uh, towards the skin, 
And this is where it begins to separate from the hair follicle. Then we have the telogen phase. Okay, This is the resting phase. And this lasts around three months. And it culminates in the shedding of the hair shaft. So that's basic anatomy of hair and how it grows. Now, what are the major causes of hair loss? So typically it falls into these types of causes. Now, it could be either a medical condition, medications, or physical, chemical, and emotional stress, right? That's the, the stresses that we're all under, right? So let's talk about each of those. So first of all, let's talk about the chemical, physical, and emotional stress. So uh, according to Harvard Medical School, medically, hair loss falls into several uh, categories, including uh, telogen effluvium. That's the one, that's the main category. And this common form of hair loss happens two to three months after a major body stress. So for example, if you go through something very, very stressful, like a prolonged illness, if you're dealing with a really bad chronic illness for a long period of time, right? Uh, or a major surgery, okay? Or a serious infection. And it can also happen, um, obviously, uh, to women because with women, there's two major stresses on their body during their lifetime. One is obviously childbirth and the other is menopause. And each of those uh, stressful events can change hormone levels, right, or put them out of balance. So those two issues for women can be major stressors to the hair and therefore can result in hair loss. Now, let's look at medications. What are the different medications that can also result in hair loss? You have everything from anticoagulants to antibiotics, antidepressants, thyroid medications, steroids, acne medications, uh, immunosuppressants, all these medications can contribute to that as well. So if you're on those medications, obviously, just keep those things in mind. You work with your doctor. If you feel that there's an issue where you're, you know, they may be causing you to lose your hair, that could be a side effect of that because obviously all medications have all different types of side effects, right? So uh, keep that in mind. Then we have the illness or the medical condition part of it, which could be things like autoimmune issues, right? Uh, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism systemic lupus, syphilis, sex hormone imbalance, and even nutritional deficiencies. Because if you're deficient in things like protein and iron and zinc and biotin, all that can lead to hair loss. So just some things to uh, keep in mind. Now, from Jillian Levy, DHT, dehydrotestosterone, its role in hair loss and how to reduce it. So what is dehydrotestosterone? So dehydrotestosterone or DHT is converted from testosterone. Obviously, both men and women both have testosterone. Men typically have more testosterone than women do, but we both convert dehydrotestosterone. Now, DHT has typically been implicated in prostate enlargement. So there's science out on it. They, they still say that the jury's still out on whether it's the actual cause of prostate enlargement. They're not exactly sure that they're still talking about it, but that's one of the general things you've heard in the news when it comes to prostate men and, pro, you know, men and prostate enlargement, DHT has generally been implicated in that. But um, new science is showing that now it's also implicated in hair loss. So how does this work? So According to the Society of uh, Endocrinology, uh, almost 10% of the testosterone produced by an adult each day is converted to dehydrotestosterone. Now, in men, it's converted by the testes and the prostate. For women, it's converted by the ovaries. Now, here's what's interesting. 
the amount of testosterone or sorry, the amount of, of dehydrotestosterone that is made and converted in your body is based off of the amount of testosterone that you have. So obviously the more testosterone you have, the more DHT you will convert. And this is why men generally tend to have more DHT in their body than women in general. But women, as they get older, can also convert more because you have to remember that as women get older and into menopausal age, again, their testosterone may go up and that can convert more DHT. But again, everyone is different. Now, you know, we know that testosterone uh, testosterone is controlled by the hypothalamus and by the pituitary gland, and those are the main control centers of your brain. So what does DHT actually do? So it does do some things in your body. It's responsible for, you know, the growth of body hair and pubic hair. It's responsible for, it helps with the onset of puberty in both boys and girls, leading to the development of the genitals. Okay. It also um, is involved with muscle. It actually to some extent, helps to um, adults to maintain muscle as they age, just like testosterone does. So DHT is involved in this process. Now, um, it is believed, okay, and this is where the science comes in on this now, it's now believed that DHT contributes to what's called androgenic alopecia, okay, or basically what's called male and female pattern baldness. Now, the reason the, or the mechanism of action in this is because it binds to receptors in the oil glands of scalp follicles, causing them to shrink. Okay. Now, how does it do this? Well, in order for, test- for DHT to be converted from testosterone, it needs, a, um, it needs an enzyme. And this enzyme is called 5-alpha reductase enzyme. So what this enzyme does is it actually it actually um, causes follicles to miniaturize and shortens their lifespans, eventually causing them to stop producing hair altogether. And by the way, this enzyme is stored inside of hair follicles uh, on the oil glands of hair follicles. So um, that's the mechanism of action that they've seen. Okay. But they're saying that this is the main culprit of hair loss in these situations. So the next question is, how do we deal with this, right? How is there is there a way to stop this process or lessen this process? Well, there's there's different ways. They have what's called um, DHT blockers, and these are generally uh, available by prescription. Okay, and um, what these blockers do is they actually help to stop the DHT from binding to the 5-alpha reductase receptor in the hair follicles. In other other words, helping them to remove DHT from the scalp. That's the mechanism of the blocker. Now, these blockers, you may have heard of them. Propecia is one of them. Proscar is the other one. They're generally taken by mouth. Now, men typically take these. Now, they do not advise women to take these, especially if they're in childbearing years or during pregnancy, because it can lead to various hormone complications during pregnancy and development. So just keep that in mind for women out there as far as these types of things. Now, what can high DHT symptoms uh, include in both men and women? So in women, it can include increased body, facial, and pubic hair growth. Uh, It can lead to irregular periods or stopping of the menstrual uh, menstrual cycle altogether. 
It can lead to the development of acne, often in the chin, jaw, and the back. And it can also lead to abnormal changes to the genitalia. Now, for men, it can lead to delayed onset of puberty, uh, reduced pubic hair uh, and body hair in general, and abnormal development of the genitals in the womb. Okay. So these are things that this, you know, these are general symptoms of uh, high DHT, both men and women. So are there things we can do to stop this process? So besides the uh, DHT blockers that we talked about by prescription, there may be mechanisms whereby you can ingest, uh, whether it's supplements or food. Um, the evidence is iffy on this, but you can, but you know, we'll, we'll mention those as well. Obviously, things that contain zinc, uh, antioxidants, lycopene, and the amino acids L-lysine, high-fiber foods, biotin, and um, many foods that contain proanthocyanidins may be capable of inhibiting DHT to some extent. But again, the science is not absolutely 100% clear on this. So, but what, you know, what foods can contain that? So you want to take a look at tomatoes, watermelons, carrots, mangoes, nuts and seeds, wheat germ, uh, green uh, greens and spinach, Swiss chard and kale, bananas, eggs, fish like mackerel, sardines, tuna, salmon, all these things, and anything that is, you know, has really high antioxidant status, okay? So all of these have been shown or, and they've been studied to possibly uh, stop DHT, you know, from binding. But again, we don't know for sure, but you know what? It's worth a try either way. So just some science on DHT and the science behind baldness. I'm sure they will come out with more science on DHT and maybe even more stuff on how it works and maybe things that can that can work even better <clears throat> than, the, than the blockers, but just something to keep in mind when it comes to this whole process. Next, from Wellness Resources, stress causing hair loss, protect and fortify with nutrition. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, how nutrition and, and go a little bit deeper into nutritional uh, answers for this type of thing. So now we talked about the mechanisms of, of hair growth and the phases of, of the actual hair growing. So now let's take a let's take a step back for a second and take a look at um, the, the two main phases of hair. Okay, we have what's called the pre-emerging hair growth, and we have the post-emerging hair growth. Now, the pre-emerging hair growth is obviously um, what's what hasn't grown yet, right? What's still uh, inside the scalp or the follicles, that type of thing. Okay, so that can be affected by oxidative stress. Okay, so it's influenced by genetics, sex, age, hormones, and signals from your brain, including thyroid, also adrenals, overall health, blood supply to the scalp, and nutritional status. Now, oxidative stress to pre-emerging hair comes from smoking, UV radiation, inflammation from chemicals, toxins, germs, irritants, and stress hormones. Now, let's talk about post-emerging hair and oxidative stress. So post-emerging hair is basically the hair on your head, okay? And it's affected by things like weather, exposure to sunlight, hair care habits and treatments, as well as conditions of your scalp. So, you know, think about it as like, do you use curling, you know, women, do you use curling irons? 
Do you use coloring, bleaching in your hair, straightening? Do you uh, do you use the hair dryer? All these things obviously play a role in oxidative stress when it comes to the hair that's actually on your hair or the post-emerging hair. Okay. Now, what about age and hair growth? So hair production also goes through cycle or cyclical patterns of rest and growth. So with age, hair follicles spend more time in the resting phase than the growing phase. So higher oxidative stress levels cause the hair shaft to become shorter and finer. And the hair follicles, again, shrink. And again, DHT probably has a lot to do with that as well, which makes it fall out sooner. Okay. So again, you know, and also, by the way, premature graying of the hair is also related to increased levels of oxidative stress and mitochondrial load. Mitochondria has something to do with this as well. So what are the nutrients? What are the things that we need to help with this process to try to help uh, keep things as healthy as possible? Obviously, we want to look at the things that anything that deals with oxidative stress can also deal with the hair, right? So we're going to look at vitamin D. We're going to look at A, C, E, and B vitamins, biotin, zinc, copper, calcium, magnesium, selenium, and silica. All these things are important. Other things like saw palmetto. Saw palmetto, by the way, is also used for um, prostate support as well. Uh, ginseng and resveratrol. All these things are great. Okay, but they another thing these nutrients do is they provide a variety of supports such as blood flow to the scalp. Um, they provide a substrate for growth, and they also provide antioxidant protection to the hair follicle and the surrounding tissues. Now, also. There have been case reports that show evidence of coenzyme Q10 protection against drug-induced side effects of hair loss related to mitochondrial damage, coenzyme Q10. Think about that. Now, iron is huge in this process. So you want to make sure that your iron status is um, is optimal, okay? Because um, it is required for hair growth. And iron is one of the most common nutrient deficiencies in the world. Okay. So make sure your iron is <clears throat> as optimal as possible. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Other things that can, that you can use from wellness resources as far as just strengthening your overall hair, your scalp, and your hair, skin, and nails. Okay. So we have sulfur plus, we have beauty, we have strengthener plus, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes anyway. We have performer plus. Saw Palmetto, Resveratrol, Resveratrol Ultra, and Super Coenzyme Q10 Ubiquinol, okay? So those are top choices when it comes to stress and the hair. Now, obviously, you can also take a look at thyroid helper and adrenal helper and stress helper. Again, if you're dealing with a thyroid issue or adrenal issue, those supplements can support that. And then also take a look at are you absorbing the nutrients, right? So if you are having intestinal problems, if you are having poor digestion or malabsorption, then obviously you want to take a look at the digestive enzymes. And because again, if you're not, if you're not ingesting all the, all these nutrients, then it's not going to, obviously you're not going to get the benefit from these nutrients. So make sure your digestion is up to par. So those, those are things you can take a look at. Obviously you go to wellness resources, myvitaminresource.com, and you can take a look at any of those supplements if you want to uh, check them out. All right, finally, our nutrient spotlight for the week. We have the zinc formula for hair, skin, and nails. It's called Strengthener Plus from Wellness Resources. 
Now, <clears throat> this uh, formula is fantastic because it's, it's, a, it's a special zinc formulation with important cofactor nutrients. And this is, again, where Wellness Resources really, really shines because they make sure in all of their formulas, they have all the cofactors involved. Because a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, a lot of people ask me, actually, can I just take zinc? Can I just take silica? Can I just take this or that for this issue or whether it's for hair or whatever it is? And it just doesn't work that way. You need the cofactors for not only just uh, absorbability, but you need them because everything works with everything else. It's all, these are just all pieces to the larger puzzle. You know, it's just like when you, again, I always talk about when you bake a cake, you don't just use one ingredient, right? You use a lot of different ingredients. Otherwise, if you just used one ingredient, the cake would not grow properly. So think about the nutrition in the same aspect. So this formula contains MSM sulfur, it contains copper, it contains B6, and it contains bamboo extracts providing silica. Now, MSM sulfur is helpful is a helpful mineral for uh, hair strength and skin. And by the way, it works synergistically with zinc in these areas, okay? Now, zinc is required for MSM uh, sulfur to work properly in the formation of healthy body structures, okay? And Strengthener Plus also contains copper and silica, which helps to strengthen the collagen of bone structure. And silica is also the main component in the hair shaft. So you got to have that silica. And this is why this, this uh, formulation is so powerful, okay? So um, also zinc, and we talked about thyroid. So if you're dealing with a thyroid issue, for example, um, zinc is imperative in the thyroid process, right? Because it also helps with the conversion of thyroid. It also helps with making sure that the thyroid gland is working properly. So you need that to help with the thyroid process, but at the same time, it works for helping to strengthen the hair, skin, and nails. So it has a dual effect when it comes to this. So if you're dealing with a thyroid issue and hair loss, zinc and a formula like this is fantastic for. So again, check out Strengthener Plus from Wellness Resources. Again, go to myvitaminresource.com. I think uh, you will see, and again, read through it yourself because everything is transparent. Read all the ingredients they have, and I think you will be thoroughly impressed by what it has and uh, also what it can do. So check it out. Okay. So, all right. So that's uh, what we have on tap for this week. Thank you so much for uh, joining me this week. Again, thank you for your support. GeorgeBatista.com, as always, check out all the information we go through and uh, that we post on there. It's growing day by day. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, take control of your health. Bye-bye now.